It's Thursday, September 3rd, 2020. I'm Tanya Harris, and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. In a leaked memo, the Centers for Disease Control told states to prepare for a coronavirus vaccine as early as November. Man, the only thing we should be vaccinating for between now and November is whatever bullshit Trump is going to try to pull to get himself reelected. During today's White House press briefing, spokesmodel Kaylee McEnany played the video of Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done indoors in violation of COVID-19 guidelines. Sure, riots in the streets, vigilante justice, 186,000 COVID deaths and record unemployment. But thankfully, the Trump administration has finally got a handle on what the real problem facing this country is. Trump told supporters in North Carolina to vote by mail and at the polls on Election Day to test our election systems, which, of course, is a federal offense. Call me crazy, but I think it's nice to see the president asking someone else to break the law instead of always having to do it himself. A GoFundMe account for the two young girls who were forced to use Taco Bell's Wi-Fi for school has raised over $140,000 so far. This marks the first time anyone got something from Taco Bell that didn't include gas and intestinal cramps. Dwayne The Rock Johnson revealed that he and his family have tested positive for COVID-19. Sadly, many of his fans who were certain that his wrestling was real will assume this is the first thing he ever faked. A new trailer for the 25th James Bond film, No Time to Die, was released today. MGM has set November 20th as the film's release date. So according to them, the 20th of November is an acceptable time to possibly die so you can see a James Bond movie. In honor of its 30th anniversary, director Francis Ford Coppola is recutting his film The Godfather Part 3 for a late December release. Let's just hope that at the end of the year, the Corleones are the only crime family getting a second chance in the U.S. Tiger King star Carol Baskin said that she hopes audiences get to see the real her when she appears this season on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, her ex-husband Don... He saw the real her and look how well that worked out for him. Nope, not interested. Production of The Batman had to be halted after its star, Robert Pattinson, tested positive for COVID-19. No word yet on who the Joker was who gave it to Batman. Teresa Judice has finalized her divorce from her deported husband, Joe. To explain this in a way her fans will understand, Teresa used to be a real housewife, then she went to divorce court, and now she's on The Bachelorette. Now, let's send it over to tonight's TMI Daily cast and crew roundtable. Stay safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our TMI Daily Summer Wrap-Up Show. I'm Veronica Aiello, and as always, I'm joined by some of my TMI Hollywood family. Later on in the show, we will be joined by Elijah Wahlberg and Ian Bradford from one of my new favorite bands, Pink Laces. So we're going to have some fun talking to them about their music and their new EP, which is coming out tomorrow. Let's say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or their streaming service of their choice. Let's start with you, Pete. I didn't get one sunburn this whole summer. Good job. <laughs> Joe. 
Hey, uh, summer's over, but you won't know this weekend in L.A. when it's 111. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth. As you can see from my background, if you're watching our video, the Grim Reaper's here because nobody should have gone to the goddamn beach because of COVID this year. <laughs> but anyway, happy summer. Meg. Happy end of summer from Burbank. Shana. I love the end of summer because my birthday's at the end of summer. So I'm, I love it. I think it's a great time. And it's the last bastion before bum, pumpkin spice season begins officially in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> that always spooky season if you do it right. <laughs> exactly. Emma? Hey, everyone. If you're watching through video, I couldn't get my background to work. So instead, I'm using the dumbest pineapple chairs. <laughs> Stuart? Hey, how's it going? Uh, summer was pretty lame, to be honest. And Chris. Hello, everyone. Okay, so let's get started. Although there's still 18 days left on the cal- calendar for summer, tomorrow is the beginning of the Labor Day weekend, which is traditionally the unofficial end of summer. So tonight, instead of talking about the day's news, we thought it might be fun to do our summer 2020 wrap up. So let's get started. Who wants to tell our audience their favorite summer memory of 2020? Pete, let's start with you. See, I, I had to look this up to make sure that this actually happened this summer. Um, but yes, it did. Back in May, um, I was quite, quite excited by the fact that, it, you know, contending with the coronavirus, we also might get murder, uh, murder hornets. So uh, I thought that was great. You know, and then it never happened. So I'm also thrilled that I didn't die from murder hornets. Okay. And um, Chris? Uh, my favorite moment of the summer was uh, uh, right after the song WAP came out. Uh, there was this this uh, Italian girl who uh, confused it with WOP instead of WAP, and she was, like, all offended, and, and like, the whole <laughs> net universe destroyed her, because she was like, WAP, that's so offensive. What if we put out a song with the N-word, and then people would be upset, but she got it confused because it was WAP and not WOP. Okay. A lot of people mispronouncing it though. It is wet. Like you're supposed to say whap. Yeah. Like a good whap. Like a yeah. good whap in the back. Actually, yeah, you know what? It sounds bad. It sounds it's smoother from the tongue. Uh, did, did any of you guys see uh see, see that that girl reading the lyrics to it behind the guy, uh, the preacher who was standing on the corner reading the Bible? Because that was also one of my favorite moments of the summer. I, need, I, I need to watch that. Oh, oh, it's, that it's the best. Right. It's the best. It. She, she clearly is going to hell. I'll be right there with her. That's oh, fucking God. hilarious. According to the commenters, so are we. So <laughs> can't make everybody happy. I guess my one of my favorite moments of summer 2020 is when NASA said that uh, an asteroid might be heading towards Earth the day before Election Day. Okay. <laughs> Maybe this all might be over soon. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> oh, Emma. Uh, in similar news, uh, also NASA, when they announced that, uh, if I'm remembering the story correctly, when the, the first black woman was going to be like a permanent member of the crew on the International Space Station, because not only does someone get to leave the planet, in which case I'm so happy for them, but like someone who has worked so hard for it, like if anyone should get to leave the planet right now, it's her. Way to go. It's a black woman, yes. <laughs> for sure. 
I, I, think, mm-hmm. I think most most black women should probably want to leave the, the, the planet at the moment, the way things are going. But uh, who knows? You know, actually, I, I do think that really, when we all look back on this one day, I think the thing that we're going to love most about the summer of 2020 is that none of us died. Like, I mean, that's that's yeah, the best part of the, of the whole I mean, summer. I got the I got the official word that I technically won't die for at least until the next scan. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not I need to go to therapy. Got, we still got 18 days <laughs> left, so I'm just gonna lay low for a while. <laughs> I need to go to therapy about this, though, for real. So yeah, I think for me, my favorite summer memory is we found this small little market um here in West Hills called Jim's Fallbrook Market. And we go there every Sunday to do our grocery shopping. It's like a little like hole in the wall place, but it has everything. It's kind of like Dozies from Gilmore Girls. Like everybody just knows each other there. It's a small market. And then they also do barbecue there on Sundays. So our only outing that we do every week is we go to grocery shopping on Sundays and then we buy barbecue and then we sit in the car and eat food. So we, we, we even... We even changed the name because it's no longer Jim's. We call it Jimmy's because then it seems like it's our thing. Yeah. So like, oh, are we going to Jimmy's for, for uh, shopping and lunch today? <laughs> so are, we, are we adding personal stuff to this? I thought personal stuff was another question. No, you can, well, you can add whatever you want. Well, that's the only memory I really have. That's yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, wait, I'll wait for the personal stuff question okay. for the personal stuff. Okay, sounds good. So according to a poll... <laughs> By Billboard Magazine, these are the 15 songs of summer 2020. Now, I want to ask you guys something. When I read you the name of the song, if you know the song, just raise your hand. Because I didn't know one of these songs. So I just want to know how many of you know. I mean, I am officially, like, old. Okay, so first one, Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles. Okay, clearly my husband is more hip than I am. Okay, Rain On Me, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Adore You, Harry Styles. WAP, Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion. Okay, and I actually, I, I found out what WAP stands for a couple of hours ago. No lot. <laughs> Are we allowed to say it? Are we allowed to say it? I knew, I, I, I had no idea what it's well, for. Uh, will we get kicked off? I know we've cussed on here, but will we get kicked off for saying the title? Uh, don't don't, say, oh, don't, don't say it. You can say it. They don't know what it is by now. Let them. Look do it, do it, it, do 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 it, I thought it was I thought it was uh, wonderfully appetizing pumpkin spice. I was all for it. So yes, I just whaps. No, no, she she I Starbucks. I'm like, give me that whap, and they all looked at me. I'm like, what? Yeah, we, we were sitting on the couch. I think it's not morning. here today. She, she literally looked over at me and said, "That's what it means." <laughs> Watched the video with the lyrics on there, and I was like, "Oh my god, really?" Because that's what that means. 
Yeah, I, I then she was trying to sing along, which was fun too. You know, people have injured themselves trying to do the dance, like they're trying to do it on TikTok, and a girl like did the splits and like dislocated her hip or something. Uh-huh. It's great. I love it. All the love this chaotic ass song. It's all great. the wonderful uh, parody songs of that already are hilarious. One of my favorites is called Wings and Pizza. <laughs> uh, it's it's great. Check it out. <laughs> There's also a TikTok girl. I forgot what her name is. That she sings it as Celine Dion. Have you guys seen that? No. Oh, look it up. There's another one where a guy does it like 80s funk. It is great. (laughs) Y'all are disrespecting the best. The best cover of it is when Ben did it. All right. He has the best cover of it of all time. All right. That's the only way you can cover it. Yeah. Okay, so let's continue with the top songs. Blinding Lights, The Weeknd. Oh, Say So, Doja Cat featuring Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa. Savage, Megan The Stallion featuring Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Before You Go, Louis Capaldi. Uh, Break My Heart, Dua Lipa. Circles, Post Malone. Intentions, Justin Bieber featuring Quavo. Rockstar, Da Baby featuring Roddy Rich. Roses, St. John. And Go Crazy, Chris Brown and Young Thug. So is your favorite summer song on the list? And if so, which one is it and why? Yeah, I, it's WAP because I just love that it's caused like utter chaos like conservative men on twitter melting down like implying that somehow the video turned on by itself through the devil and they had to watch these two hot black women dance with an army of other hot black women and dancers and stuff like that and they were like this is sinful and i don't know how i saw it 30 times but i did and my i am i we need to stop this this insanity now play the video again so i can pinpoint where the devil shows up yeah, I um, I am uh, a big fan of WAP because heck, <laughs> guys have been doing it for how many years? Go for it, girl! And, and I think you wrote that as the name of a sketch three or four times too, Joe. So what? You know, I, 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 uh, I have I have two songs actually are mine. Uh, Go crazy just because it's a fun song, but I think WAP is the best song of the summer because one, the the sensation that it caused, and two. Uh, people, if if you really love music, you got to go back and hear artists from like the fifties or the forties. They've been singing songs. Women have been singing yeah. songs like this for a long time. Lily has a song where she is telling a man to pound her out in the worst <laughs> way possible, yeah. and nobody said shit about it. But it's it's a, one of the greatest songs of the forties. So like, I just love that that they were bringing it back full circle. <laughs> like we just put a hip hop spin on it. That's all we did. It's amazing. <laughs> See, yeah. I, I like that 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 watermelon sugar song because it, it makes older guys like me kind of think of um, the song Sledgehammer from the 80s. So it's almost yeah, like you're listening you know, to the, the funny you know what thing it's is about, that, though, don't you? Have you heard the Harry Styles cover of Sledgehammer? That yes, is I have. really good. And, and, that but really but that's good. why I'm like, so, it, so it's like you could almost seem hip. But by, by hearing it in a way that wouldn't be hip at all. So it kind of works out for me. You now. know what watermelon sugar high is supposed to be about, though, don't you? WAP? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Yeah. But what? I also, I also. Is it everything like, about WAP? At goddamn time. <laughs> but I love some Savage too. I love, yeah. I love, I love that song. That is such a like girls in the car going out song. Like that is the getting ready song. Like to me, that is like, oh, I just, I live for it. It's such a like, uh, uh, 
Mm -hmm. Like you just feel it when you're listening to it. You know, like you want to have on good lip gloss. <laughs> Emma? I'm a pretty big fan of the weekend to begin with. Um, so I just, I just enjoy blinding lights. Like I couldn't detail why I just, I like it. Uh, but to put in my favorite thing about WAP is uh, how many conservative men, I mean men, but like conservatives especially are going on Twitter and they're being like, this is unhealthy. And like, that shouldn't happen to a woman and like telling on themselves in the most embarrassing <laughs> way. Yeah. Like, can you imagine giving yourself away like that? It is amazing. It is hilarious. It is my favorite thing. <laughs> Gynecologists are like, no, it's quite healthy. In fact, we yeah. encourage it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't know that, yikes. We should I, have a I conversation. Keep... Oh, are we? <laughs> I, I remember when, that, when the, the, the song by Doja Cat came out, and my initial thought was, yeah. I heard the song, I thought it was pretty good, but I just kept saying to myself, why would you give yourself a, self a name like Doja Cat? Like, because you're not stuck with it. <laughs> And, and and there's no way ten years from now we're gonna know somebody named Doja Cat. It's just it's just it's just not like you almost know names of artists that you'll remember ten years from now because they'll still be around. Doja Cat's not a name I'm gonna remember in ten years. See, I'm, so, I'm saying it right now. This is why I'm disappointed that we don't have a show because I would totally write a song parody where it's uh, women married to Trump supporters singing uh, "Dap." <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought the joke was Doja Cat's Doja Cat's Dojo. Welcome to Doja Cat's Dojo, where she did, did they do that one on Saturday Night Live? Because that sounds about lame as something they might. Well, do. no. Let's see if I submit any more jokes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, no. So I'm officially old. I didn't know one of those songs. I just don't listen to pop music anymore. I think the extent of like contemporary artists that I listen to is Ed Sheeran and Bruno Mars. I well, mean, Pink Laces, you listen to Pink Laces? Well, yeah, but, but because they're so good. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, so, that one, Veronica, you owe me one. Huh? What did you say? I think you would I like saved you one, one, you owe me one. You know what? I love <laughs> music. You know, I grew up listening to alternative music, you know, 90s hip hop, but, you know, I like music that sounds different. You know, like, you. and again, I just don't listen to, I don't listen to new music. But I do listen to Pink Laces, so we'll talk there to them. There we go. I do appreciate that Taylor Swift released the, the moody. The that moody. Was, that's why I brought up the the moody album for everyone who's like, I like summer. I'm, but I'm such a masochist. I listen to that freaking <laughs> album on repeat and just, yeah, yeah. The man, right? For I the, like the for the song. emo summer lover in all of us. I liked uh, Taylor Swift's new album. Oh yeah, no, I liked it. It's just, it's you know, it's not, it's not exactly poppy. It's not shake it off. It's like, oh, you know, it's uh, not like a summer song. I'm it's a breakup sad. album. It I'm is pretty sad about this summer, album. you guys. Yeah. Okay, guys, so we're gonna continue. It's just like rain on me. We're gonna continue with our summer wrap up, but we're gonna bring on our guest tonight, since Joe just mentioned Pink Laces. <laughs> so let's get them on. Tonight, our special guests are a young up-and-coming band who you may not know of a lot of right now, but you soon will with the release of their debut EP, Shelf Life, which comes out tomorrow. Please welcome Pink Laces. Hi, Elijah. Hi, Ian. Is he in there? Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, we're doing great. There he is. <laughs> yeah, hi. He's back. He's gone. He's back. There we go. <laughs> All right, got it. Okay, <laughs> we can't see you, Ian, but we can hear you. Oh, wait. Uh, here, hold on. Is that? 
I we can even if you're shy, it's okay. We understand. <laughs> yeah, so I get it. it. That, that's a good yeah, marketing thing. We're like, we don't actually see you. Yeah. Sort of like a gorillas kind of thing going. Hey, oh, there he is. There you go. All right, perfect. Hi guys, thank you so much for joining us. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Well, great. Yeah. Good. Good. So when the quarantine first started, you know, a lot of us started binging television shows or watching Tiger King, whatnot. You guys decided to make music. Can you talk a little bit about the birth of Pink Laces and how long the two of you have been playing together? Yeah, definitely. So uh, I started by kind of writing some songs in my basement. I just kind of recorded some demo tracks that I didn't really think would go anywhere. But uh, me and Elijah actually kind of got together during quarantine and uh, we started just taking a look at the songs and recording them. And then it ended up, we just recorded enough and we were just like, I guess we have a band now. So awesome. yeah, we decided that playing Minecraft during quarantine got boring. We decided to actually start being productive. <laughs> That's so awesome. So for those that haven't heard your music yet, and we are going to be playing a clip shortly. Um, how would you guys describe your music? That's a great um, yeah, I think it is a good question. Uh, we kind of go a, a, the route of pop. Uh, we consider ourselves kind of that, but uh, I guess if you really want to get specific, we are kind of like an alternative rock pop kind of thing. But uh, now, uh, as we've been recording more, it's uh, kind of branched out a lot. So, yeah, okay. we're very inspired by like everything that exists. Honestly, mm -hmm. that's that's good. Okay. So um, what are some of your musical influences that you guys have had? Who wants to start? I'll start. Um, hi, Elijah. Hi. Um, I'll start. Uh, so I'm, of course, you know, I think speaking for both Ian and I, we're both really influenced by Tame Impala. Um, but like recently, I've been like super, super inspired by like Daft Punk and Shaka Khan and uh, like George Benson. Anything, anything like older that gets my feet moving is something that I will absolutely like just soak in right now. Yeah, I personally, yeah, we definitely go the route of Tame Impala, but uh, for me personally, I draw a lot from Prince, uh, any kind of, I like a lot of 80s uh, rock music, 80s pop music, anything like that. I think we both just really like music that uh, lets us dance, so. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, like, one of the things that I was drawn more to your music is, is your videos are awesome. They've got, like, that retro um, 80s vintage, you know, look to them. Um, so we actually have a clip of the video of your most recent single, um, Love Mayhem, and we'd like to play it now for the people watching and, or listening. Awesome. Okay, so we're awesome. playing it now. I trusted you. Um, for example, Ian, when did you know that you wanted to play guitar and Elijah that you wanted to drum? Um, well, we both uh, kind of started out as drummers, but uh, Elijah's a much 
better drummer than me. Uh, so it was kind of obvious when we started that he would be a great drummer for the project. Uh, but for guitar, uh, I started uh, around sophomore year. I got an acoustic guitar because I just wanted to see what it was like. And as I kept listening to more and more music, I picked up the electric guitar and uh, I just kind of figured it out from there. So, um, For me with drumming, I mean, if you're talking about like since I like first started drumming, yeah. That honestly kind of came to me in a Whole Foods parking lot while I was listening to Muse when I was like 10 years old. I was like, oh, I kind of want to do this. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like for the band, I I play the drums for the studio records just because, you know, like I've got my setup and stuff like that. But like, you know, I've kind of taken on like the vocalist role for the band, which has been it was it was not what we expected at the beginning, to be honest. But, uh, you know, here we are. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I asked on my Instagram if anybody had any questions for you guys, and I want to ask you um, one of my favorite questions that I got. Um, if you could cover one song, any song, what song would you guys want to cover? Individual. I mean, you can obviously answer individually. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I really like the Prince song "Computer Blue." I think that would be a fun one to tackle. Mm hmm. Okay. What about you, Elijah? I'd probably want to. That's a really tough question. I'd probably do like, I don't know, Knights of Sidonia by Muse or something like that. One of their, one of Muse's really like crazy epic songs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now I know I talked a little bit about, you know, the look of your videos and they're so retro. Who came up with that idea? Uh, that's actually our video, our uh, creative guy, uh, Noah. Uh, he's done everything for us uh, visually from like, uh, He's worked on our album art. He's done all the videos. He's just been a huge part of the process. And I think a lot of our uh, image comes down to his, uh, what he is able to create. So. Okay. So tomorrow you guys have your EP coming out shelf life. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about that and tell us where we can listen to it? Well, I mean, you could stream it uh, just about every streaming platform, you know, Spotify, iTunes, all that Amazon music. Um, it is a, uh, it's five five songs and two of them you've actually already heard. Mm -hmm. uh, it's um it's exciting. It's really exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we're excited for you guys. So okay, let me open it up to the panel. Does anybody have any questions for the guys? Let's start with you, Joe. I found that um, uh, uh, believe it or not, I'm a comedy writer. Most people wouldn't believe it uh, from listening to this show, but um, I found that uh, the quarantine has actually made me way more creative. Do you guys think that that was kind of the key? Do you think that that guy's what really got the juices flowing? Because it, it does for me. It definitely inspired us to work a little harder on creating because we had a lot more time to do it. And I think being able to really sit down and create something was an opportunity that we couldn't pass up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any, any more questions? Uh, go ahead, Pete. Hey, guys. Um, so you were saying some of the artists that you uh, that there are influences on your music. Um, is there any new artists now that you're listening to that you also like a lot that maybe at some point in the future you'd love to work with? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Joy Wave. I think they're a really cool kind of indie band that we have a really similar vibe to. And I also like kind of look up to the singer Daniel a lot. So um, I would love to just work with them someday. <laughs> Um, Elizabeth, did you have a question? Go ahead. Yeah, I was just curious. Did you guys have to try to like record remotely and sync up, or are you like near enough each other that you can like safely record together? 
Uh, we actually, uh, during quarantine, we actually uh, were living together for a couple months. So we were able to collaborate in person, which was super awesome. It's got to make it easier. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Emma. So uh, from the way that you told the story of how you guys started doing this, it sounds not like something you stumbled into because you did the work, but like it might not have happened if, say, COVID hadn't happened. Uh, is this like... Have you always wanted to do music as like a career? Is it something that's kind of fun that you're doing? Is it something that you want to do for your future? Like, where are you at on that? Uh, I, it's funny. I, I was like, when, when COVID like all happened, I was coming fresh off a gap year actually. Cause I like just, uh, I decided to switch courses. I was supposed to originally go to film school and now I'm actually going to music school. Um, so it, I didn't realize until recently that I wanted music to be a thing. However, I like when I did decide that I was originally planning on like I don't know producing for like contemporary artists and not being like a you know in a rock band but I'm kind of loving being in a rock band so I have no no uh no inclination to slow down mm -hmm. okay anybody else um Shana um I'm curious Elijah what is that flag that's behind you that's a Chicago flag um Thank in you. Chicago right now yeah <laughs> Pete, did you have another question? Yeah, actually, it's 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 kind of pertains to what we're doing today. Um, our whole show today is kind of about the summer of 2020, which kind of sucks, obviously. But but I mean, I'm sure you know, like anything else, there's been some good things out of it. So I, I'm just wondering if either of you guys have like one good memory from the summer that you'd like to share with us. Uh, I think for me personally. Uh, I definitely just have great memories of just being in the studio and uh, starting to record new music because I think once we were done with our first batch of songs, we definitely took the time to really sit down and think about what we wanted to do. So being able to work together even more and build upon what we had started was super awesome. I got to agree with that. We actually deemed this summer, we titled it Studio Summer. Um, but I, I don't know, I think a really special moment was like when Mr. Zero Gravity dropped, it was like completely euphoric for us. We were like, oh my God, like we have music that's out there and like people are listening to it. And uh, yeah. about that it. I heard the interview that you did with Jen, well, that you guys did with Jenny and you said, Elijah, I think it was Elijah that said it, that, you know, you can kind of interpret that song your own way, right? You know, everybody has their own interpretation of it. What's your interpretation of that song? I when I was well, when I was first talking about it to people, I always just described it as like that that one thing in your life that makes you feel like weightless, that there's like nothing else, you know, it's just like you and that thing are like the only thing. Like I don't know, I, you you can say that like me and like music, like that's my Mr. Zero Gravity is just like or that's the thing that makes me feel like I can fly, you know, is just like being able to like create music. Yeah. Okay, Joe. Um, uh, the, the one drawback to putting out a, a great EP and having all this creativity during uh, COVID is that you guys aren't going to be able to tour just yet, but uh, hopefully by next summer, you guys will be touring. Who is the, uh, who is your ideal band to tour with? Who do you think you're going to match up with really well? That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we're, we're kind of open to tour with anyone i think we uh, have music that kind of crosses over to a lot of genres so i think being able to tour with anyone would be exciting in any way so 
just any if we get an opportunity to do a, do a tour at all that's like that's that's a win right there for us awesome i can't wait to see you guys when you hit la next summer definitely <laughs> Yes, for sure. You guys are going to have to be one of our first musical guests when we go back to the theater. Yes. <laughs> so we'll have you guys on. Elizabeth. Oh, I was just curious, um, from like songwriting perspective, do you start with lyrics first, an idea? Do you start with like a beat or a sound? Or is it sometimes one, sometimes the other? Uh, a lot of the time, uh, most of the songs that uh, I tend to start writing, uh, I'm just playing around with my guitar at home not even really doing anything, just hitting strings, just trying to find something that sounds good. And if I do find something that sounds good, I just tend to build upon it. And then uh, I take that into Elijah and we work on that even more. So it, it all kind of starts with the instrumental. Yeah. Do you guys have plans to just continue making more music um, after this EP drops? Yeah. Absolutely. We've already started. So we're really excited <laughs> for the future. In all transparency, we've, we've, been working on new music like since before even anything came out so we're just that's awesome yeah any final questions oh emma <laughs> so i'm curious uh you guys have mentioned the 80s a whole lot in terms of your influences and like what aesthetic you really like for your work um because it's such a surprising uh decade i guess for millennials um gen z millennials I was wondering if you have like a second favorite decade after the 80s or like uh, an era of music that isn't associated with the 80s that like also really inspires you or touches you. Uh, I think we both really like disco and yeah. uh, even more so than that house music. So, yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's definitely a, a close call between the 70s and the 90s for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Shana, did you have a question? I thought I saw your hand up. No? Okay. Any more questions? I was just agreeing with them. I was like, disco, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, the 90s. Yes, yes. I was just gesturing and agreeing. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Keep creating awesome music and come back anytime. You want to come and have some fun with us. Yeah, I had a great thank time. you so much. You're welcome. So we'll have the information for your, um, for your uh, Instagram handle and also for your EP on our Instagram as well. So thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a Bye. good day. Bye. Okay, so going back to what we were talking about, according to Fan Cited, the 10 best shows of the summer have been the following. So I also want you guys to tell me if you watched any of these shows. Um, Rami, Season 2. The Umbrella Academy, Season 2. Harry Mason, Season 1. Loved it. Uh, Brave New World, Season 1. Hightown. Ted Lasso, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, I May Destroy You, Pea Valley, and Lovecraft Country. Is your favorite summer show on that list? Yes. Yes, so far. Okay, which one, Elizabeth, and why? Uh, Lovecraft Country. It's been fascinating. It's so good, and it's... I know people will argue it's like burning through plot, but not really, because it's it's not drawing things out it's moving at this really fast interesting pace it's taking so much horror stuff and turning it on its head partially yes because it's black protagonists partially just turning stuff on its head in general with like how it's telling the stories it's so the cast is amazing this last episode where there's a whole haunted house thing and journey's small at bell like 
just crushed it. She was had to hold the whole episode, and it was not easy. It was scary, but it's fun. And uh, our girl got to take a baseball bat to some cars, and it was really cathartic. <laughs> and uh, I, I just, I'm so hooked on it. I can't, I can't wait for more. Okay, uh, Chris. Uh, my favorite show so far this summer, the one I, I really like the most is um, Rami. I think that's just a really good, uh, it's been a really good storytelling on his part, like seeing someone, it's, it's cool to see some, you know, we always see different struggles, but like, I think it's like a new struggle we haven't seen before, like a, a Muslim kid trying to, you know, figure his way out through religion and life and everything in general. And like the cast is so unique and, and different that, uh, and it's like a real human uh, story, like real human story in a show that's like, it makes you really uncomfortable, but that's like how real the show is because like when you're watching him go through all the rough stuff, you feel uneasy to even like get through the episode. Like it took me, there was a couple episodes where like I had to break it in half to like get into it because like the emotions were so high. So I think this is one of like the best shows uh, written right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Shana. Uh, for me, uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark is definitely definitely one of mine I'm as a true crime aficionado that show was just I mean and the truth I mean hearing the story behind because I mean we I mean those of us who were into into true crime knew Michelle McNamara and what her contribution was to finding one of the biggest serial killers in the history of the world we were already aware of that but to see the story behind that and for Patton Oswalt to be as open as he was about their relationship, what was going on with her, like, and how it affected their whole family. And what a fascinating doc and what, what a real contribution she gave. And this, I mean, someone's in jail right now because of what she did. Like he's literally in jail right now because of her. Yeah. I, I watched the, uh, I, I watched the docuseries as well. And I, I remember the first episode, it just, it, it kind of dragged a little bit because I thought that they just kept mentioning her obsession with the case over and over again. I was like, okay, I don't really think I'm going to get into it. But if you get past that first episode, it's so good all the way to the end. And and also, it, it you know, from, from a personal level, uh, Patton Oswald was kind of a dick to us when we asked him to host the show two different times. So it was nice to see a different side of him. Um, <laughs> oh, I had a lovely encounter with him. Well, okay, uh, to be fair, though, it, it was his it's a different... Say and it was as people I was gonna say it's it a totally different scenario. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. just want to clear that clear that up. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, and then I'll go to Emma. Um I'd like to point out that I would like to see uh, Lovecraft Country, but HBO Max and Roku can't get their shit together. So uh you guys gotta do, take care of that. Peacock too, you gotta get in there because uh, I like to watch it on my TV. But yeah. one thing that I did get to see on HBO before it became Max and got off my Roku was the wonderful Perry Mason. Uh, you don't even have to know about the old TV show oh, to really so enjoy good. that so show. Good. So it good. was so good. It was amazing. Um, and I, I, I remember going, well, the guy that played, I was like, wow, that guy that plays Jonathan Lithgow's son is really, I mean, he, he nails it. Then I looked it up. It really is Jonathan Lithgow's son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he, he does his dad perfect. Wow. No, but it, it's a great, oh, what a great show. Uh, yeah. I can't recommend it enough. And it shot amazingly. Probably oh, yes. one of the nicest, so nicest well. shot show I think I, I've seen on television in a long time. It's, you know, Aaron, um, our Aaron, Aaron Bray, he did background work for them and yeah. posted such cool pictures of the wardrobe and everything, but it was shot so beautifully. And 
Matthew Reese, he's amazing. Oh, he's so he's good. So it really is a modern. It really is a modern version of film noir. Yeah, uh, you know, in a show form. But I mean, it really does have that whole noir feel oh, to it, beautiful. which is fantastic. I'm gonna have to give it another shot. That. I did not like it. I also love all the like forties lingo. I love, I love all of the colloquialism specific to LA. Yeah. Like I love all of that. Like and also how you saw how the city was laid out. I mean, because you people forget how landscaped LA is until you see something historical yeah. and like there was nothing. It was yeah. open space. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's fascinating to see that and also how they made that happen in modern day Los Angeles is even more unbelievable you if know you come to los angeles today you don't realize how new of a city los angeles yeah. actually is yeah and i love old los angeles history so they totally also have a perry mason like tour that you could tour all the sites and they shot a lot of it actually in san pedro which i didn't know yeah, um, yeah. i read a whole article on it but it was just so beautifully done and i and i was fascinated by the sister alice storyline you know i knew nothing about that i mean you know the, the woman that she was based on you know, and, and it was just, oh, I just, I found it so fascinating. It was, that was my favorite show, I think, of the summer. It was definitely Perry, Ma Perry Mason. Go ahead, Pete. I, I agree. Perry Mason was my favorite show of the summer, but there was another show that HBO had earlier in the summer that it took me a little while to figure out whether I liked it or not. And, and even in the end, I, I wasn't a thousand percent sure, but I, I think I did like it. Um, it was a show called Run. Um, oh, was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it was a show that I, I guess that, that uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge had um, had created with a friend of hers, um, and it's it's because it, it kind of mixes comedy and a little bit of action, and it's a little bit crazy, but it's definitely one of those shows if you haven't seen it yet, um, it's it's um, it's it's it it kind of creeps up on you. It takes a little while to get there, but once it starts going, it's actually a really good show, and and it's set up completely for a second season. I'm sure it'll it'll get one. Yeah, I hope so. Um, Stuart, we haven't heard from you today. Uh, yeah, um, I really liked Rami going on with what Chris said. Uh, I hadn't seen season one, and so I watched season one and season two this summer. Um, and it's like a really, it's an excellent show. It, it's really good at uh, towing the line between comedy and drama. It's um, so much hard, but it's still like really funny. Um, it was also kind of cool to see Mahershala Ali in a comedy because I'd only seen him, you know, in like uh, the dramatic roles. So that was, that was pretty cool. Okay, yeah. Emma, and then I'll go to Meg. So uh, my favorite summer show so far, because most of the summer I've spent just like catching up on older things, so I didn't get to watch a ton of stuff. But the thing that I have watched that I haven't finished yet, but I still already love, is The Great. Uh, I'm already fascinated with the story of Catherine the Great, but they do such a good job of like finding the humor in what are some frankly horrific moments. But it's still right. so funny. It's still like... Like awful things are happening on screen and they still managed to make me laugh out loud at it. And I don't know how they managed to walk that line, but they yeah. do it so beautifully. And I appreciate also that they fully acknowledge that it is like only mildly based on the truth of what actually happened to Catherine the Great. Like it is yeah, a little bit, but like it's mostly new. So like the fact that I know her history, like I've read biographies means I'm not spoiled necessarily. How far have you gotten along, Emma? I'm only a couple episodes in. Okay, wait. Okay, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but wait till the torture scene. It's it's hilarious. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Okay, <laughs> um, now I was just going to say uh, Perry Mason. Now that's a top one for me, and then also another one from HBO that I watched at the beginning of the summer, but I think it came out like February or March. I'm not sure. 
um, but was the Stephen King adaptation, um, The Outsider on HBO um, with Jason Bateman. And uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but he's from Bloodline. And it's just a very, uh, even though it's got like a supernatural tone to it with the, with the story, it's very much character driven. And uh, just watching how these main characters have to, are struggling to believe in something that they've never believed in before and having to go through that kind of like, well, I'm used to logic and reason, so how can this be? And I just thought it was really brilliant, brilliantly done. I didn't love it, but I loved Cynthia Erivo in it. She was really great. I oh, liked her character ins- a lot. She's insane. Was a, she was insanely good. I mean, yeah, I the way you describe it makes me want to like it better than I did, but I I didn't end up loving it. Sorry, I've been such a hater. I'm like, I didn't like Perry Mason. I like the outsider. Sorry. Okay, so up to now they're having like summer, so it's okay. Elizabeth. Okay, yeah. I hate summer too. We forgot to mention. We forgot to mention. uh, I can't think of the name of it, but that's the show on Netflix with Jason Bateman. um, Ozark season three. That was this summer. Season three was amazing. Season three, it was so great. That was like one of the best shows that came. I I I watched. I literally like just stayed up all through the night watching the entire. Oh yeah, no, my friends on that. uh, My friends on that show, and he had a great season this season. Felix Solis, he was awesome on that this season. Damn it, Marty. Damn it, Marty. So up to now, there hasn't been any big films released to theaters that anyone in Los Angeles can see. But that doesn't mean that there haven't been any great movies either on demand or on a streaming service. Have any of you seen any good summer movies? I can think of two. Uh, Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Saga. Play I have to done. I know. <laughs> And we also saw the uh, an American pickle. Is that Pete? Is, it, is that what it's called? The yeah, that was so yeah, good. Seth Rogen. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't seen it, it is adorable and okay. so funny. That's <laughs> what, not, what, what stream? What service is it on? Um, an American HBO Max. HBO. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris. Uh, so I have a tie between three movies. Uh, Project Power, I think there was a really cool movie that just came out like a week ago. It's a really, you know, like unique and new kind of thing, which I think, uh, you know, we always need that. But like Netflix has been cranking them out. And then uh, Old Guard, of course, was a great movie. Another like a new original concept that we haven't seen before. Really and uh, if you want to go like a little bit on the latter note, Palm Springs. I thought that was a great movie. I had so much fun watching it. Like I didn't want it to end. It was good. It was so good. We actually got to screen it a couple months ago um, when oh, the theaters nice. were already open. And Pete really liked it. I didn't get to care for it that much, but a lot of people oh. really liked it. Oh, I really liked that. How dare you? Sorry. It's so good. Andy Samberg, Chris and Miyati, like they're both. I love Andy Samberg. Great. I just didn't like that movie, but Pete thought it was a funny movie. He's like, I thought it was good. Yeah. It was so um, good. Uh, let's go with Stuart. Uh, I really liked The King of Staten Island, uh, which is the Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson movie. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I love Apatow, and it was, it was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Pete? I, I, one of the great things about this summer, <laughs> which I've been wanting to say all night, um, one of the good things, I guess, is that since we're not going to theaters to see, like, these gigantic movies, like, some of these other movies that will probably have been either direct-to-video or would have just been on, on one of the streaming services we wouldn't have heard of, um, some of those movies are, have been pretty good, like... A, like I saw this one movie on um, on Amazon Prime called Seventy Eight Hundred, 
uh, with, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And I'm sure almost nobody else saw it yet, but it, he plays um, he plays an airline pilot, uh, and you know, in Germany, and uh, and I guess a group of terrorists get on the flight, um, but they can't get into the cockpit where he is, and so they're threatening to kill everybody on the flight. And his his pregnant wife is one of the uh, the flight attendants, and it's it's actually really you know it's only like an hour and a half long, but it's really tense. that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's like really no. Really they would never let a pregnant woman flight attend. Well, no, she was she had just <laughs> it was one of those things where she had just like uh, just found out. Oh, okay, so, she's not showing. Not showing. No, at like all. Most, yeah, yeah so most of them. Like, she still yeah, looks like a supermodel. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, but it's 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 actually really tense, you know, considering that it's like a like a low budget movie, but it was actually really good. So if anybody hasn't seen it, seventy eight hundred, take a look. I haven't seen it. Um, Joe. Okay, I got two real quick. Number one, though technically not really a movie, it was supposed to be out this summer in the theaters as a blockbuster, but I think it still ended up being a blockbuster for Disney Plus, and that's, of course, Hamilton. Oh, my gosh, amazing. You know, I'm not going to – I couldn't get to see it live, but you get to see it there. It's great. The other one I actually saw at the drive-in, which I love going to the drive-in, is uh, Bill and Ted Face of Music. Uh, I just thought this was really great. It was a nice nostalgia piece. They they they, they treated Bill and Ted really well because it's from the same writers, and I, it was just tons of fun. A uh, fun fun movie. Hey Elizabeth, that was that was gonna be my answer. I'm glad you mentioned Eurovision Song Contest though, because I kind of I forgot it kind of came out this summer, but because uh, I won't lie, a lot of those ones are kind of a blur. But yeah, <laughs> like, that and and Bill and Ted have been like my favorite like genuinely like feel good comedies like exactly what people are in the mood for there's not you know there's no like meanness in there they're they're really funny and sweet and uh yeah and i just watched bill and ted this last weekend and i just i was giggling the whole time i had such a good chuckle i thought the girls were really great their daughters were really funny they did such a good job of like taking on that like oh like hey dads how's it going like (laughs) California uh, accents and stuff and it was so they, it was so cute and it was just like I kind of knew where it was gonna go but it didn't matter because I was like well oh, it's just nice this is this is a nice little movie I just had a good time watching it <laughs> so at the end of this year when they do stories of 2020 what do you think is going to be the biggest single story from this summer mm. Stuart yeah I'm coronavirus uh, obviously Oh, I I think it's going to be the seven shots. The guy Jacob, who was shot seven times in the back. Are we supposed to give a fun answer or serious answer? I mean, I think it's going to be uh, America's reaction to COVID. Yeah. And and the uprising. You know, I think those two are are. I think those two take the cake. Take the cake, and then you know, there's just like the dumpster fire in uh, the White House that, I mean, he's a story in itself. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I obviously everybody's going to say COVID because COVID is, is such a story, but there really isn't like one thing about the COVID uh, crisis that kind of happened this summer that seemed like a big deal. I, I mean, to me, uh, George Floyd's murder was on Memorial Day weekend. And, and you know, if anything changed the trajectory of the way 
I think the election is going to go and the way that probably a lot of, you know, a lot of the way white people are kind of perceiving um, the Black Lives Matters movement, uh, it probably would have happened if it hadn't been for what happened to George Floyd. And so, I, I mean, I, I think that's probably even beyond COVID, that's going to be the story of, of, of this year um, when we're past it. I mean, obviously COVID is going to be the thing we're going to remember, but, but I, I think when you talk about change, uh, George Floyd, that, that, that story just has to probably be the most important thing that's happened this summer. Okay. I think, uh, you know, everyone learning what the importance of a wet ass pussy is, is the story of the summer. Some of us already knew. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> but I mean, well, America, America needed to learn. Sure knew. For well, sure knew. For sure knew. <laughs> the other females the other 50 percent of the country really needed to catch up <laughs> yeah or this, we'll, we'll even give you a gimme guys we'll say 32 percent of can you somebody can somebody you. play that song on a loop can somebody play that song on a loop for ted cruz until he gets it <laughs> Pregn but pregnancy's not life-threatening he already <laughs> heard it whole other show sorry fun summer fun yeah so no, no summer show would be complete without talking about the best summer movies of all time. Instead of everyone picking one movie, we thought we'd have some fun with it. So we picked the 20 highest grossing non-sequel summer movies and we put them in the brackets on the screen. Every film was seated randomly, but the eight lowest grossing of these films had to go head to head first to battle the bigger films. So we're going to go between each matchup until we get the ultimate summer movie of all time. So I'm going to start. Do we have it up on screen, Pete? If not, I'm going to read it. It's already okay. up there. Okay, so here we go, guys. So we're going to vote. So we have between Back to the Future and Batman. Who says Back to the Future? Which? Back. No sequels. The original one. Okay. Um, Batman. Oh, okay. I was like, Crystal, leave me. I'm not, I'm not allowed to tweet no, Crystal no, no, for Batman. Batman. Batman was way better. It had Prince in the soundtrack. Because what's better than Prince? Come on, baby. Okay, he so we have Batman. He was asking. Yeah. Which I mean, one? not the best. Which one? Yeah, like the Dark Knight or, or like... No, that's no, the original. original. No, that's, 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 that's not the original. The original, you big baby. The original. Okay, the next two, Top Gun. Wait, hold on. What, which one won? I, oh, I, it was Back to the Future. Okay. Okay. So the next one, Top Gun or Grease? Who says Top Gun? Is it quality or personal preference? Is it like actual, like objective-ish quality or like your own? I, I don't know. I'm I'm adding in. I'm adding in like impact as well too. Right. Yeah. yeah it should be. I mean, all you know, it's all. It's not just my personal opinion, but I'm also going by. Where, where does it fit in the, in the lexicon? Okay, so give it to us again. What are the two? Hold on. Okay, Top Gun or Grease? Who says Top Gun? Who says Grease? Yeah. Okay, so Grease it is. Yeah. Grease is the word. Musical theater girl here is like, yeah, not Grease. <laughs> You're like, it's not the stage version. They changed so much. Listen, I'm not saying Grease isn't good. I'm just saying it's not summer the way the Top Gun is. It's 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 funny. I, I just saw a documentary on Alan Carr too, which is really interesting. So, okay, the next bracket: Who framed Roger Rabbit or Ghost? So who says who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, for sure. Come on. Mm -hmm. Okay, one, two, three. Okay, who says Ghost? 
<laughs> yeah, they actually both came out in the summer. They both were summer movies, right? I, know, I didn't like that movie. It was just—it was too weird for me. Okay. Wait, you didn't like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No. It, you know what? That final scene when when Christopher Lloyd dies is like creepy as fuck. It's, it's like what the wild and creepy. No. I know someone who hey. legit can't watch it. Like for like, they can get to the point where he dips with a poor little shoe. In oh, the that's dip. the one. Oh, that's the scariest thing they've ever like I've ever seen. They my boyfriend was like, it's can't pretty dark for a kids film. It's, like, it's not a kids movie. It's not a kids oh, movie. It's just oh, oh, animated characters. Ride the ride. The ride yeah, also really dark character. too. <laughs> I I didn't know how dark that ride was, and I wrote it, and I came out the other side like. Everything you expect in a summer movie, like because it's it's the kind of movie that they wouldn't put out in February. You know, yeah. it's like it yeah. can only come out in the middle of the summer. Ghost yeah. put out on like March 10th. I mean, who cares? Ghost would have been Ghost, Ghost would have been Valentine's like, Day, like a Halloween baby. alternative, I think. Like, if you want to go see a, a Halloween movie but not really be too scared, that was a great movie for that. Okay, yeah. let's move on. Jurassic Park or Ghostbusters? Wait, we, we still oh, haven't no, done no, the we last. got we still got one more. No, we still have one more in the uh in the first category. Um oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Men in black or Forrest Gump? Who says men in black? I'm going in black. That's a summer movie, yeah. Who says Forrest Gump? I think it's a tie. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It can't you be a tie. I'll I'll switch my vote to men in black. Nine people. It can't okay. be a tie. Yeah, in black at the last minute. I love Forrest Gump so much, but like it's, it's just serious enough. Yeah. But like yeah. you, you could scoot yeah. that into black the fall is, for award season. That and no exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we, we're going with Men in Black. Okay. Yeah. Let's go into the next set of brackets. Star I'm gonna bring Wars? it up the one in a second. Huh? I'm gonna bring I, up the the, the, the oh, updated okay. bracket now in a second. <laughs> Keep going. Star Wars? Or Back to the Future? Who says Star Wars? Who says Back to the Future? On two, okay, so it's Star Wars. Yeah, how can, how can you go with any Star if without Star Wars, you almost no, don't get it. If this would have been 10 years ago, I would have said Star Wars, but how toxic the fan base has become, I went with Back to the Future because I've never really met anyone pissed off about Back to the Future. You haven't <laughs> talked to me about Back to the Future too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can talk about that. I don't know. I think that, like, maybe it's because, you know. Okay, so so, so they're equal. So so both Back to the Future fans and Star Wars fans only like two movies out of the entire series. (laughs) (laughs) The Lion King or Independence Day? What was the first one? The Lion King or Independence Day? So who says The Lion King? Uh, Okay. Who says Independence Day? I want both. We're going both. I'm sorry, I can't. I know we're not we're supposed not to. Come out. Without a fight. <laughs> we're going to live on. We're, we're going, going to survive. It's our Independence Day. We're supposed to go to a barbecue. <laughs> what the hell is that smell? Okay. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> he doesn't say it that way. Raiders of the Lost Ark or Greece? So who says Raiders of the Lost Ark? I'm going Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to vote. Okay, so Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. Hang on, who who won Lion King and Independence Day? Independence by the way, Independence okay. by the way, if you get to the scene at the end where they open up the Ark and the three guys in the front, that's how we're all going to look this weekend. 
The next two movies. Spider-Man or Finding Nemo. Okay, so this is the this is the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Toby Maguire, Sam Raimi. Yes. Spider-Man. Who says Spider-Man? Who says Finding Nemo? I mean, I love Finding Nemo, but yeah okay sorry spider-man Spider-Man was pretty much spider-man was actually the true that started the whole superhero it was so good so good sorry i wasn't i I love me some toby Maguire spider-man one and two Mm -hmm. specifically but like i don't i think that finding Nemo just has so much of a bigger impact on culture and it falls into summer movies like genre perfectly i don't know y'all are weird Spider-Man's what started the entire like what made movie companies say we can do superhero movies like for real and, and really started that whole ball rolling so <laughs> superhero <laughs> movies where the real money from the industry is made also, also, if you're talking about an impact on culture I don't I don't know that that's true though yeah I mean, exactly. I had a ton of like ba- didn't Batman come out before Spider-Man. Yeah, but there was a yeah, big, no. empty a big space space between Batman and, and, and Spider-Man. No, technically, technically, if we're going to go like superhero movies, like X-Men and Blade were kind of the ones that started bridging the gap where people could see yeah. that. X-Men uh, I'm huge. telling you, Spider-Man was the one. Okay, the next two. Jaws or Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Who says Jaws? Who says um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Jaws, it is. It has to be Jaws. I mean, Jaws is literally the the definition of the blockbuster summer movie. Started it all. Yeah, without Jaws, this doesn't exist. I'm going off of emotion, not not you know. (laughs) No, I I like Roger Rabbit better as a movie, Mm -hmm. but Jaws is a more of a summer movie. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Okay, the next two Jurassic Park or Ghostbusters? This is the one that pulls up my heartstrings. My selfie choice. Not for me. Who says Jurassic Park? Got it. Come on. Two. Okay, four. Who says Ghostbusters? One, two, three. Wait, oh, three. So it's Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love I'm Ghostbusters. Say real quick about the Spider Man. Back to that. We have to remember that that first one came out the summer after 9 yeah. 11. So there was a huge, huge, like, they. They added that scene in the end mm-hmm. where he lands on the. Um, is it the Empire State Building? I think he I lands so, yeah. on, yeah. and yeah. and you see the flag behind him, and it was like this big kind of, and also like the New Yorkers, and yeah, so it yeah. was it was. No, I remember that, and I remember like the the emotionality of the scene where like they're all throwing things at Green Goblin, and he's like, "Hey, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us," and the entire theater starts like sobbing. But I don't know. Fine. <laughs> okay, I wasn't pointing the finger at you, Emma. <laughs> I'm making a counter argument and not pointing the finger. Summer fun! Summer fun! The next two E.T. or Men in Black? Not a E.T. Who says Men in Black? Gotta go, I've hated E.T. since I was four. I had a nightmare about that Thank little you. shit. I mean, you scared yeah. me. He scared me. I, I, I just didn't like well, the movie. Now we actually do have a tie because Shayna's off. So oh. it's four and four. So we gotta. What do we do? Okay. Can I make my impassioned argument uh, yeah, against E.T.? One or two of us <laughs> make our arguments. Okay. Who's making a, 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 an argument for E.T.? Oh, I'll do it. Okay, else. go ahead. Okay. Firstly, E.T. again, 
uh, iconic film. It, it, it's it's one of those movies where where when you when you say the word ET, you immediately see the uh, the, the moon with the uh, with the silhouette of ET and Elliot um, in front of the moon. Um, Reese's Pieces probably would, would wouldn't have gotten as popular if it wasn't for it. For that, I mean, it's again, it, it showed how how big a deal Spielberg was. Um, Drew Barrymore's career started with it. You know, I, I mean, I don't think that you can you can minimize how important a movie it was. You know, in, for that, you know, for movie history, because again, it was just it maybe because a lot of you weren't around yet when that movie came out in 1982. It was like the only movie that was out. You know, went for a little while. Like that was, you know, if you didn't, if you weren't talking about ET, you weren't talking about another movie. You know, so that's, and, that's and the argument. thing, the other thing is, that it's one of those movies where I think it affected the adults just as much as the kids. Yeah. It's one of those movies where both of them really had an emotional connection to it. We can make kind of make that argument with some of the animated ones, but I think this is one that really kind of it, it got every age race. And you know, there's a ride that you can still ride today, and it also spawned the worst video game of all time, <laughs> and has kept it in the lexicon. So I have a story about E.T. with what you're saying, Joe. I was five years old when the movie came out, and I remember going to the movie theater to see it, and at the end of the movie, I started crying my eyes out. I was so sad, but I was too embarrassed to tell my parents that I was sad, so I told them that it scared me, that E.T. scared me. So during, um, during the movie, my dad went out to the lobby, and they were selling these E.T. stuffed animals, and he had bought me one. So when we were driving home, he's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't give this to you. <laughs> <laughs> so at home he's like you know we'll put him away and then when if you ever want to you know play with him you can grab and every night I would go and grab E.T. and I would just snuggle with him but I was just but it's true it invoked an emotion for me as a five-year-old that I was I was devastated it just yeah so I, I, yield, my vote. I yield I yield my vote to E.T. I have to clarify that I was terrified of E.T. for the longest time because I had a nightmare about him when I was like four and um this is gonna the uh he his neck could extend in the nightmare and headbutt you uh and that's because I also happened to read through an old like a Wizard of Oz book and there are these little creatures that they come across in the book that are built like E.T. with flat heads that could do that and so the two merged in my little brain and um somehow John Aston as Gomez was also in the nightmare. I don't pretend to know how my brain works, but that's, but that's you know, it's vivid and it stuck with me for years and years and years. And um, when I finally did watch it, I was like, oh, I, mean, I the window of like the magic was gone for sure. And I had had the nightmare. And so I was like really biased. I'm like, well, that was fine. But the impassioned arguments about the impact, I will say are arguably probably more impactful an independence day i therefore yield my vote to et thank you yeah after i told my story if you hadn't said that i would have called you a heartless <laughs> yeah, except, except that we're going up against men in black elizabeth well he also wanted spielberg wanted to shine a light on how divorce mm -hmm. impacted young children yeah. mm -hmm. um you know and and the the the, the side effects of that and the sheer you know these emotions that these kids don't have never even felt before. And so it's about like opening their heart to this other being who kind of fills that space that was 
you know, missing in their heart. Because mm-hmm. the dad ran off. I think what you're saying, Meg, is that you have to be a heartless fuck if you don't like E.T. more than Damn. men in black. Hang on. Hang on. Can I, can I, can I, can I counter, please? I got these counter arguments over here. I got counters. Okay, first of all, we ain't talking about heartfelt feelings, okay? We talk about summer, blockbuster. We talk about car counting action, okay? First off, Tommy Lee Jones. Enough said. Then you got Will Smith. Enough said. You got aliens. You got sweet crafts. You got bombs. You got blowing up. I already lost Elizabeth King to our side. We never got to make a counter-argument. Don't you interrupt me. Don't you interrupt me. We're talking about summer blockbusters, okay? First of all, Men in Black made more money, okay? You can no, it didn't. No, it did not. I'm not done. You let me finish. Hold on. Let him have the floor. Let him have the floor. Let me tell you something. Ain't on top of that, too. First of all, um, I'm sorry. Soundtrack to uh, E.T., garbage. Soundtrack to Men in Black, fire, okay? It was fire, okay? One of the best singles of all time, okay? E.T. didn't have that. No, it didn't, okay? Their toys, okay? It had more impact. It was toys everywhere. It was toys at Burger King and McDonald's, two competing restaurants that they had Men in Black toys, okay? And on top of that, a spinoff, of a great TV show, okay? Men in Black, everybody else got to make the arguments. Emma wanna, gets to go. Emma gets to go. Emma gets to go. Emma gets to go. Jesus H. Christ. Go ahead, Emma. All right, so first of all, as Chris said, we are not discussing the best film. If we did that, then Forrest Gump would have beaten Men in Black in the first round. We're not talking about the best movie. We're talking about the best summer film. Now, what does that mean? What does a summer film entail? It is action. It is dumb. These are not the films that win at the Oscars. These are the films that make a buttload of money and are super fun to watch and maybe rewatch it later, but like they're not the ones that tug at your heartstrings. There are a whole series of other films on this list that would have lost in the first round if that was the criteria by which we were going. Secondly, the idea that Men in Black has not had a significant impact on the culture as well is also insane. We all know what the little thingy is that erases your memory. Someone turns up in a suit with the glasses and the thing. You already know what that means. This is an old movie too, but we all still know what that means. It has had several sequels, which like E.T. has not. Shitty. Uh, we're just talking about like- And a reboot, action, that's shitty. Have fun at the movies and it makes a ton of money. Then that's Men in Black. That is not as much E.T. E.T. will break your heart. Summer movies don't break your heart. Okay. E.T. And, didn't and, and have a trying. reboot or a sequel because it's perfect. Yes, it's perfect. It's it, 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 they made a sequel. I so- didn't say it was perfect. <laughs> I said it made a lot of money and was super fun. And, what is what a and I want to I, I correct one thing. with, with Not correct, but I want to school Chris on one thing. Yes, the song Men in Black is a very good song. But E.T. was so fucking wonderful that Neil Diamond wrote a song about it. And he wasn't even in the fucking movie. He had nothing to do with it. He had a hit song. He had a hit song. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. That's cool. That's cool. Neil Diamond, goddammit. Oh, oh. oh. I appreciate the counter arguments. Counter arguments are valid. Hawkins wrote a song about it too. one's on your playlist? You listen to Neil Diamond, you listen to Will Smith. You listen to Will Smith. Chris, Chris, don't ask the old white guy that. Don't ask the old white guy They don't play Will Smith at Fenway Park every night. <laughs> no, I, I will. I, I yield the vote, but I can explain why. And there's there. Okay, guys, I, I, I want to move on because no, I want to keep arguing. No, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll after, after my, you know, 
very passionate story that I told you when I was five years old and you're still arguing. I cannot believe that. Let's keep going. Okay. So now we have not it's not not arguing which one's the better movie, which one which one's the summer movie. E.T. is a better movie, but well, Chris, summer movie is better. Both. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> the Avengers or Shrek? Who says the Avengers? Who says Shrek? Shrek, baby. Shrek. Shrek. There we go. Way more impactful. Way Shrek more. is love. Okay. Shrek is life. <laughs> yeah. And that's a summer movie because it's fun and it, there's comedy and it made a shit ton of money and all and that action. other good shit. Yeah, there's action. Absolutely. I, I knew we were going to pick Shrek before before we even went, so I actually put it on the grid beforehand. That's how I knew we were going to we pick Shrek. Okay, so now we're, we're almost done. Okay, Star Wars or Independence Day? Who says Star Wars? Who says Independence Day? So it's Independence Day. What? Or is this trash? Stop wow, telling, stop telling yourself that? that it's good. It's a shit movie. They're all garbage. Terrible taste. They're all garbage. The story is weak. The story is weak. If it was real life, the universe would have been taken over by the Sith in one day. One day the Sith would have ruled the universe. All those characters were garbage. Don't shit on baby. Wrong. Raiders of the Lost Ark or Spider Man? That's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, come on. We're gonna kill Chris tonight. Spider Man. I gotta go Spider Man. I think it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Anyways. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah, these are tough. Jaws or Jurassic Park? Jaws. They're basically the same movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're not that different. Okay, Jaws, uh, three people, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Okay, it's Jurassic Park. Dinos over sharks all day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember, I remember it was like more impactful. I think Jurassic Park is way more impactful on the culture than it is. Oh, um, no way. Jurassic, Jaws. Jaws again created the summer the movie. Block. Yes, if you're a movie buff, like, but as far as like a person who just goes to the movies like like as a hobby or just like for, you know for fun, I think people remember more remember like Jurassic Park than anything. Like, the thing about Jaws though is it was kind of the first of its kind as far as using that kind of animatronics or whatever. Because my mom always told me that like you know they she was with my dad and they were in Kansas and like everybody was lined around the block to see this movie. It was all anybody could talk about Jaws. And she said it was yeah. just so good to see it opening night that everyone was terrified of the water, even though they were in Kansas. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually yeah. old enough was to say that, that I worked with my parents to see Jaws when it first came out. And, and I remember being, we were in a theater in, in the Hamptons, which is a very summery town and people were literally screaming during the entire movie and, and you know it maybe wouldn't make so much sense that people would be screaming in a movie like jaws now but but yeah i, I mean it, it definitely had an impact on people the yeah, only next thing time that... we do this we have to be more specific and just pick like yeah. one criteria so we're not yeah. like lunatics Can for I an hour this? Okay, debate. I need to ask this again i'm sorry chris but here it goes et oh, or no. shrek et or shrek oh, who says et Who's that Shrek? I'm seeing an age gap here, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. How can you? 
I know E.T. is a good movie, but over oh, Shrek, close. Shrek is so much more fun. Yeah, I'm only doing that because you because you because you cause destroyed my Avengers and I am a big Marvel fan, so fuck you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> we're, we're down to the final four. So between, let's choose from Independence Day or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Again, I hate oh. to bring this up again, Chris. Who oh. said Independence Day? <sighs> I gotta One, go with my blue wheel. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Who says Raiders of the Lost Ark? All right. I can do this again. Is it, is it an online? Wait. Okay, uh, Someone, Danny's commenting online. Danny is commenting online. What does Danny vote? Oh, Danny's yeah. a tiebreaker. Oh, Danny says Independence Day. There we go. Oh, Danny, how could you do this? <laughs> He's a tiebreaker. I love Danny, it. You're, not a, you're not invited to do Dodge tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm voting off first time, Danny. Okay, and finally, between Jurassic Park and ET. Who says Jurassic Park? Okay, one, two, three, four. Okay, that's so it's Jurassic Park. So now to get our winner, our final two Independence Day or Jurassic Park? <laughs> Independence Day. <laughs> okay, who, oh, oh, I'll say Independence Day. Who says Jurassic Park? Gotta hit him with the Jurassic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 4th of July. I know what Jurassic dinosaurs, dinos. This this dinos. should have been Raiders. Aliens should have been Raiders. Star Wars. It's hard. They both fit the criteria of summer yeah, movies. They, we have to go with the. Well, we have to decide. Star Wars. Star Wars fans have disappointed me. Star Wars fans, you're the reason why Star Wars didn't win. Fan base. Fan base. Yes, I'm going by their fan base. Well, the winner seems to be Jurassic Park. So that was fun. <laughs> Let's never do that again. <laughs> we're going to put the um, our bracket on online later on. So. Okay, yeah, we'll de we definitely yeah, will. Yeah, we have to be way more specific next time. Yeah, we have to have more specific criteria because this was very stressful, okay? Was very oh, my God. <laughs> Fr friendships have been broken. Peace, peace is lost. I don't know if we're ever coming back. I'm worried about Chris's health right now. Are you okay, Chris? This, this was worse than some of our political I debates. I don't want anything to happen to him. He's going to have a Mac attack. We can't lose anybody else this week. <laughs> so before we go, we ask our panel to pick one song that, make, that makes the most think of summer. So what did you guys pick? No reasoning, just give me the song. Oh. Uh, Pete, let's start with you. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, um, I... I you didn't think of one? Summer Nights by, by from Greece. I, I mean, that that always makes me think of the summer. Okay. Um, Joe? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Summertime by Will Smith. Okay. Elizabeth? Um, I didn't think you heard about this one because I misprepared the question. Um, I'll say the boys are back in town. Okay. Amen. Um, oh, shit. What, what was the name? Go back to me. I forgot the name of the group. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Uh, Emma. <laughs> Please, Meg, as long as you have it. Oh, sorry. No, LFO, Girls of Summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> summer, summer, summer Girls. Like okay, girls that wear every Whatever, yeah. Uh, Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh. Uh, Stuart. Uh, Surfing USA, Beach Boys. That's a good one. Uh, go ahead, Chris. I got I to gotta go with Joe, Summertime. Will Smith. 
Instagram. I actually have to go with you guys too. That was my pick as well. Mm -hmm. okay. Gee, wait, what, what kind of New Kids fan are you? Oh, I love oh. Summertime by the New Kids. Oh, oh. of course I do. Let's hope I nobody's watching. <laughs> no, I do love Summertime, of course, but I mean, I, it goes way back to Summertime by Will Smith. So, okay, guys, so we were actually going to take tomorrow night off, but we decided not to. So we will be back here tomorrow for an all-new game of Dodge, the game of useless information. And our friend Patrick Gallagher is going to be joining. He's going to be one of our contestants tomorrow, but we will be taking next week off for a whole week. So until tomorrow, we'll see you back here again at 6 p.m. Bye, everyone, and have a good night. <laughs> Shrek is love, Shrek is life. <laughs> mm -hmm.